how so many times you have blessed and have opportunities going on in your life, but through your mistakes or your short-sightedness or you just being nonchalant of what's going on, you're fumbling your opportunities. And how can you as a man get yourself together to make sure you optimize and maximize opportunities that you have and don't fumble them back? Welcome to the Five Fools of Podcast, where we're talking about being an entrepreneur and most ways to make money for your family. I'm your host, Peace Gordon, and today is Motivation Mondays. I got my man, Donna Pierre, in here, and we're going to talk about some uh, some current events going on in the basketball world right now. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Yes. Uh, we, we also need to talk about how the Lakers are doing right now. Whatever we are doing, just fine. Okay. Just fine. All just right. fine. We have, All right, my we, were, we were the... The worst team in the league. We had we started off two and ten. Listen, we started off two listen. and ten with a point three percent chance to make the playoffs. Uh, y'all listening made to some, this dude right made here? Made some trades. <laughs> okay. The last eleven games, the kick butt took name squeaked into the seventh seed for a playoff. One 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 to play in. Then we beat the number two seed. Yeah, that y'all did. Yeah. Then we beat the defending champs. <laughs> Now we are playing the number one team in the NBA. Okay. And we have gotten within like every game is within like three to four points. If LeBron would just quit shooting threes and we make a little more free throws. <laughs> I am glad we you will said win. that. Bro, it, hey, I love you my know, guy. I love my guy. That. But in the end, like, it happens. But think about this. When you make, like, you made three of them the other night. I think he made three of them that night. You know what I mean? It works out great. But in, like, if you leave a guy that's wide open like that, he's going to take the shot. Guaranteed. He's going to take it every single time. Yeah, he's supposed he's gonna, to make it. And he's supposed to, but, hey, 20 years in, bro, it happens. It Let's happens. But guess see. what? Gonna keep shooting. Keep doing what you got to do. We go down 0-4. We get swept. It is what it is. I am – this is a successful season. Yeah, and somebody, you know, I it's, think – it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not bad at all. You know, somebody I'm not, other I'm not hating on them. Uh, not a fan, but, listen, you know, I hope they come back. Uh, I do like watching him compete, you know, um, his athleticism. It's not the same, you know, 20 years in, you know, that got to put a toll on your body and all. Oh, yeah. You know, but oh, yeah. all I'm saying is, hey, we in Denver right now. Oh, yeah. That's so right. So we got to right for the city. You hey, know what hey, I'm saying? Hey, listen, so I'm angry. let's go, man. Listen, I'm angry that my business has been on pause for a year mm. because if it was not – we would be sitting courtside. Like, that's like those courtside tickets. Right. So people don't know. In Denver, um, I don't know if these are the cheapest courtside tickets we have, but here is 2500 bucks a seat. And that ain't bad for courtside. Not bad at all. You're looking at L.A. is 20, starting K? 20, 20K, regular yeah. season, yeah. 20K. Yeah. Denver is at like 2200 2300 Even the playoff game of the night was 2400 2400 for a playoff game? I was like... So that's pretty much 5K, and that's one trade. That's that's literally you sit back and say, okay, I'm going to make one trade today, and I'm covering us going to the game. That's the mindset. <laughs> nice arena out there, man. Yeah, listen, listen. So last it's, you know. There was, it's funny because last time I, I went there was the Lakers mm-hmm. playing Denver, right? Yeah. And it was yeah. a really cool game. So now they are playing the series. So let's go, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to work out well. So I guess yeah. I've enjoyed it. I love how hard the guys are playing. 
I love that Denver is finally getting the respect that they need because they have been uh, a great team for a long time. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. And it's funny, you I know, mean, like people spend more time talking about the Lakers losing. Oh yeah, than but that's just about the Denver's, you know, Denver winning. That's right. But it just that's coach, because their coach ain't happy about nah. that, you know. But, but that's the that's the narrative with the NBA and just people. People do not like winners. It happens way too way. If the Boston got in there. Boss got in there. People are like, uh, yeah, Miami. I mean, yeah, yeah. Miami's <laughs> Miami cooking. I, no one. I mean, like, no if, one saw that if, coming. If well, I mean, well, the guys who ball do. I mean, it's, they had the same. Well, yeah, they had the I, same I know, issue the Lakers did. Had the yeah, same issue exactly. Lakers did. You know what I mean? It's just like exactly. a regular season struggling, going through a bunch of stuff, but come playoff time, they can play. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and they only had Tyler. Tyler Hero ain't even playing right now. So being the first seed at the end of the regular season, it feels like it's not even that big of a deal anymore. If, if you the real you know first saying? seed, if you the real first seed, Denver's a real number one seed. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Milwaukee wasn't. You see what I'm saying? Milwaukee was suspect. They can play. Well, Giannis, Giannis was Giannis, you know, Giannis, injured. Giannis was injured. Yeah, but bit, other than that, they don't have saying? a team around them, and that's the issue. You see what I'm saying? Denver yeah. has a complete team. You know what I'm saying? The Lakers finally have a complete team, but we're getting older and kind of going on from there. But and Miami has a complete team. Only LeBron getting older. No, AD been in the league for like 10 years, bro. He ain't old. AD is like a marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My man yeah. began injured but, a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. hey, come on, man. Let's you know get into saying? it. Well, speaking of NBA, we are going to talk about how some people fumble opportunities. And so I don't know if you guys know, so the team we beat first round, the Memphis Grizzlies, have one of the most talented players in the Explosive. NBA. I mean, this kid can Athletic. ball. So John Morant. So back in March, John Morant has decided he wants to be a thug. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he got caught on, on his own camera, on his own phone, somewhere playing with pistols. Yeah. I mean, now the NBA is its own corporation. So every job has their rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, we can go hunting and things of that nature in that particular mindset, but they don't want to see videos of their star players just playing with pistols nonchalant. Mm-hmm. They ain't trying to do that because it's a bad look for the league. And people are like, oh, well, he has the right to. Yes, you do have the right to. Legal pistol, everything else. But that is the job you work for. Now, you, for example, you're not going to see the CEO of of General Mills out here doing no crazy stuff. Because the shareholders don't want to see that. That is the company he works for. So Job went through all this stuff. I think he got suspended for like was it eight games, something like that. Six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and it went to some kind of like you know counseling, whatever going on. You know all the stuff they have to do to kind of prove themselves that they mm-hmm. they're making a change, right? Well, then was the last week, last week, last weekend, something like that. Yeah. On Instagram again, that boy Boys. got jammed up again. Yeah. Pistoled up. Same through waving. I guess they knocked the camera down real fast, but if it's on the internet, it's on the internet, everybody's going to yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah. So, boy gets jammed up again. So now everybody's fussing because the issue is this. You have been given a phenomenal opportunity. Now, I don't know if you know John Morant's story, how he got discovered. Uh, what happened John Morant is um, he went to, was it Murray State to play ball? Mm-hmm, Where was Murray so. State? The only reason, because he didn't get picked by anyone. He didn't know no recruiting offers, nothing like that. Um, the scout for Murray State was at the at the arena looking at a different player. And the guy got hungry. So he go walking around the gym trying to find a vending machine 
and walk past one of the other gyms, one of the other like auxiliary. You know, everybody got a backup gym. They everybody's hooping in. Mm-hmm. He walked past there and just happened to see John ja Morant in there cooking. And he's like, man, hold on. This dude can ball. So yeah. then he called the head coach like, hey, I know we're here for this player, but I just saw this guy in his other gym over here who was head and feet beyond everyone we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. Mm-hmm. He goes to Murray State and begins to cook the whole NCAA. Gets in the tournament, and then you know how it goes from there. Yeah. So this kid has already been super blessed and, and lucky to get in the league, get noticed first, and then go to the league. And then you get in the league and you're cooking, boy. So now you do a situation like this to where now you are fumbling your opportunities. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's what we're going to talk about today is how, how, how so many times you have blessed have opportunities going on in your life. But through your mistakes or your short-sightedness or you just being nonchalant of what's going on, you're fumbling your opportunities. Now how can you as a man get yourself together to make sure you optimize and maximize opportunities that you have and don't fumble the bag? That's what got going on from this. I really feel bad for the kid that he is he's obviously lacking some guidance. Yeah, well, um, I'm glad you share his story, how he was discovered, right? Um, from college until, you know, his stardom in the NBA, I, I don't really know what's going on with him. I don't know his private life. I don't know his state of mind. But we understand um, the NBA is a corporation. Mm-hmm. You know, they have their rules. They have their laws for a reason. You sign contract That's right. to abide by certain laws. You know, and the first time um, I heard he met with Adam Silver, the commissioner, right? And there was some kind of agreement and understanding mm-hmm. You know, so um, for that to happen again, you know, and I know I, I saw it and I'm like, wow, you know, like I wonder what's going to happen now. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and <clears throat> and also I, I'm thinking about his people, yep. you know, like when 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 you get to a certain stage in life, especially for these people, you know, like they have people around them, That's right, you man. know, to make sure um um, protect their image, you know, and mm-hmm. things like that, you know, and I'm, and I'm thinking about, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about, you know, the people around him, you know, and him as a, as a young man, he's still a young mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like what's going on, you know, yeah. there are people hungry for opportunities, right? There are people who, when they take an opportunity, they, you know, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. As much as I don't like LeBron James, <laughs> that dude been doing his thing, right? Yeah. Or Stephen Curry, you know, mm-hmm. like how they carry themselves and understanding uh, the kind of uh, image they are putting out there of their brand, mm-hmm. right? You know, so with, with this being said, um, not knowing all the details, and I was looking at it from the angle, who do you have around you? Mm-hmm. You know, who do you have around you? And how are these people encouraging your growth? Yeah, that's right. Um, again, I'm a man of God. There's this story in the Bible. Uh, I think it's found in First Kings chapter 18. Um, when King Saul, uh, when King Saul, um, Solomon, I'm sorry, when King Solomon, the son of David, when he died, you know, he had a kid. Mm-hmm. The kid became king, mm-hmm. right? Now, all the counselors, the advisors. Um, trying to give him ideas as to, hey, here's what you're supposed to do as a king. Mm -hmm. But this dude, he brought his childhood friend with him, his homeboys, right? And he went to them. 
I was like, hey, what do you guys think I should do? Mm-hmm. It's like there, there's a certain point you get in life. Yeah. It's not that you don't need to be friends with your homeboys, mm-hmm. but they don't know anything about running a whole kingdom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you understand That's what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Like there are advisors set in place, counselors. They told you mm-hmm. what to do for the people, with the people. Mm-hmm. But nah, you know, I'm going I'm to bring my homeboys with me and yeah. listen to their counsel. And he listened yeah. to their counsel. Because of that, the kingdom split. Bro. That's right. That's right. People left. There were twelve tribes. Only two tribes mm-hmm. stayed in his side of the kingdom. You know. So, where you get your counsel from is important. You know yeah. who you grew up with. Yeah. Do everything you can to help. Don't leave them behind. That's but, right. but, like in that specific situation, yeah. they don't know what it's like to be where you are. That's right. You know, so you got to be careful. Yeah. I think the same thing we talk about that as far like, I know LeBron today with his crew, but he went and got all of them trained and educated in the fields that they were going to be in. Mm-hmm. That way they could provide value for what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, oh, yeah, wait, what should we do, bro? No, they don't know. Mm-hmm. So get them trained up. Send them to school for the right stuff. Get them educated, kind of going yeah. on from there. That way you got people around you who know what they're doing and can actually execute on that. Yeah. But so many times you sit back and like, he, I mean, most of these guys coming into the league, they're, they're coming from crazy situations. Most of them are coming from the hood, stuff like that. And they're not really trained up and educated on how they're supposed to live. Mm-hmm. And we always say we wish the league would do more, but the league actually does a lot. Like if you dig, dig into the programs, they have these symposiums and they bring everybody in and kind of really lean on them, kind of going on from there. But in the end, they're still a grown man mm-hmm. and do what they want to do. And so many times you sit back and you think about, like, guys 21, 22 years old, and you sit back and you're dropping a couple hundred million on somebody. Money, all it does is really promote who you are on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? It's not going to, like, change. People think, oh, money changes you. No. All it does is just take the cover off of who you really are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And kind of going on from there. Now, if you sit back and you can learn how to use money the right way, then, yeah, you can be productive with it and kind of going on from there. But... So many times, man, we see some of these kids get in the league and they really just waste opportunities. I mean, you think about my cousin the same way, Josh Gordon. I mean, like, and people know in fantasy football, it is against all rules and regulations if you draft Josh Gordon. And I, yeah, that's, that's, I'm getting him. It is what it is. But, you know, you look at opportunities and, like, man, dude was with Cleveland and killing the league. You know what I mean? But because of his life and the kind of struggles that he had going on, he had substance abuse problem. Mm-hmm. And he had to use that, well, in his own mind to get him through things. You know what I mean? And that's what, if you've been sitting back since you've been in the fifth, sixth grade, you've been using drugs to kind of cope with your life, mm-hmm. that's what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Kind of going on from there. I just hate that, like, his opportunity did the way it did. Now, yeah, he got to go to XFL with Seattle and they kick butts. Now, they didn't make it to the championship, but he – he scored touchdowns was a big dog for him. So I was happy about that, seeing him yeah. kind of do his thing. And now it's crazy that the league is kind of not really worried about marijuana anymore. It's like, man, <laughs> this guy here would have been just fine. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, in the yeah. end, like, he didn't follow the rules that the league has set out for him to follow and then kind of going on. So it happens, you know what I mean? So there's just so many times these young men waste their opportunities like you said, there's tons of people out there who are really just begging for a chance. There's so many undrafted people kind of going on from there. So we talk about as a man, making sure that when you do have an opportunity, you don't waste it. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, you sit back and first be appreciative of the opportunity that you do have, but make it count. Yes, I mean, because at this day and age, like you said, we got families and everything else going on. 
in the economy and everything else, you man, you can't be fumbling. You can't be out here, right. man. Because listen, it doesn't take it doesn't take too much. It doesn't take too much. Everything fall apart on you, and you realize that everything didn't go the way you want to go. So if you got an opportunity, man, make the best of it. Do what you're supposed to be doing. But I think, like you talked about, is getting wise counsel. Getting yeah. wise counsel, especially understands the situation you in, is great. Like you're a minister, so knowing other ministers. And men who are priests, people who do public speaking, people who are used to being in front of large crowds or trying to manage an organization within an organization mm-hmm. is unique. And you just can't sit back and, I mean, yeah, you got definitely got to ask your wife because she's going to give you. I love the thing about, about women is that if that's your woman, she's watching the play but from this angle. You're looking at it from this angle. But yeah. she's over here watching it from this angle. She can see things you will never see. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's like you speak, always say somebody watching your six, that's what she comes yes, in at. You know yes, what I mean? So yeah. that kind of stuff. But at the same time, too, when it comes, like you say, you're doing business stuff. And that's why so many people, if you really research um, the big-time guys who make a lot of money in business, mm-hmm. they all spend over 100 k a year in mentoring. You think, man, this guy made a billion dollars. Why is he paying for a mentor? That's, that's very important. Like earlier you said, um, getting wise counsel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was leaving Connecticut to come out here, you know, I, I have a couple of good friends, you know, and I've talked to them, but I went to four mentors of mine when it comes to preachers. Mm-hmm. I call them up. I talk to them about my situation. I ask them to pray for me I, I, because they've been through the same thing that I was about to go through, yeah. right? And that's their profession. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, so I did not only rely on my friends, which I can talk to them, mm-hmm. but I also seek wise counsel from people mm-hmm. who actually went through the same thing. That's right. You know, so because I did not want to fumble my opportunity. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Because God can bless you, mm-hmm. uh, can present you with specific opportunities you got to know how to handle it that's right you know and sometimes you need the right people around you you know to get the right knowledge you know and 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 some good wisdom so you can make the right decision so you can handle it properly yep yep that's what i was talking about with my trading as well is that in order for me to get to the level i want to be at Mm -hmm. where i can pretty much my 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 mindset is i'm trying to get to where i can take a million dollar trades and be be in a state of mind where I'm calm yeah. during that. And I got some people who I communicate with who do that. And it's you don't see them in the public because they lay back and they chill out. Mm-hmm. But in order to be able to have a state of mind where you can take a million-dollar trade, a million-dollar position, and be calm and still let let all the work you've done work mm-hmm. instead of letting your emotions like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Because like, a million-dollar position, you get up 10%, that's up 100 k but really, you're sitting back and like, hey, I'm normally this is gonna be a sixty percent, seventy percent move. You got to be calm enough to let that flow. Yeah, and it takes a different mindset to get there. So I can't sit back and talk to people who only trade and they make a hundred, two hundred dollars a day. You got to deal with some people who yeah. really perform at a real high level because those people have they've been there before. Mm-hmm. I say, man, well, how do you deal with being up two hundred k and you know, and you sit back and there's two hundred thousand dollars. But yeah, but if you, but bro, the trade is gonna go where it's gonna go. And if you let it ride like it should, mm-hmm. then you're probably gonna make like 800k on that trade. But like, that's that's crazy 
to think about that level of trading. Mm -hmm. So that's all I'm doing right now is I'm in a season of getting my mind disciplined enough and comfortable enough with performing at a very high level. Mm -hmm. In order to do this, I've been reading my books and then mentoring with the right guys, kind of going off from there and really digging into some stuff and like doing what they were, were recommending me to do to get your mind at that level going on from there. So it's a good season. Like the same time you say is you got to have the right people around you. But at the same time too, I think for us, we talk about how we are, are able to recognize we got to go get counsel from someone else. Yeah. Some of these guys in Josh's situation may be the same way where you like you 21, 22. And especially if his father's not really like, Hey, I think his dad might be along for the ride and kind of be cool, be his own celebrity. Ooh. And that's what it seems like. But you need someone to say, like, hey, this is what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And you respect them enough to understand, you know what, yeah. cool. Like I told people when I was going through my divorce and everything, and I'm really cool on stuff and chilling out. But I said, bro, if you ever notice a time in my life where you feel like, hey, you need to go get some counseling, bro. Like, if I'm not managing things the way I've been taught to manage and I'm not working through because I'm, as, as far as my dad counseled so many years, you kind of, you know what to do. Yeah. When you're going through counseling enough, you know, counseling doesn't tell you um, they don't they don't fix it. They give you the steps you need to take to work on yourself and get through that. Mm -hmm. So if you know what you need to do to work through everything and work through that process, it's a matter of you just executing on the guidance that you've already been given. Yeah. But I tell my boy, I say, if you notice, or you're talking to me every single day, and if you notice, I'm like, hey, bro, you need to go ahead, you need to go ahead and book you some sessions. I said, let me know. I said, because yeah. you see things I, I don't see. Now, I'm working That's through good. things on my own, going through I got to go through, but and I'm a very strong, I'm, I'm kind of talking like the peer leader of my group. But I said, if you notice something, like, hey, man, you know what? Yeah, I notice every time we talk about this, this triggers you, you going on from there. Mm -hmm. That's some work you need to go work on, bro. Whether you sit back, you get free counseling with the job, whatever you need to go do, go get them. I said, hey, I said, told my boy, I said, listen, if you notice something, yeah. You call it out. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. what it's supposed to be about. We got to be in a position where we're open to that. But I think in this young man's particular situation, like I said, we don't know all these things. We're not in his family kind of going on from there. But from what we can see on the outside, when you continuously make mistakes like that and put yourself in those type of situations, and that's what the key is. Mm -hmm. When you are living the way you're supposed to live, you avoid situations. You're a married man like, I ain't going over there. Like, you know, I sit back and you, if everybody's all comfortable, comfortable with females and everything else, you're like, nah, this ain't where I'm supposed to be. I'm in the house. You know what I mean? But if you put yourself in that situation for bad things to happen, mm -hmm. there's a percentage, there's a possibility that they can happen. Yeah. But if you are living the way you're supposed to live, you just avoid them situations altogether. Yeah. And I think that this young man is still putting himself in those situations and bad things will happen. It's yeah. not the fact that, man, they should have been recording. No. You shouldn't have been in that situation. When you ain't in that situation, and can't nobody record you doing that. You ain't supposed to be doing it in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of where we're going. I think I think that's an aspect of it. You know, we have to consider. You know, so if you don't want to fumble your opportunities, you got to have the right mindset. That's right? right. Sometimes it involves seeking therapy. Um, you need wise counsel. Yep. Sometimes it involves making sure you have the right people around you. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and third, <clears throat> the whole, I don't want to use the word social media, but that's part of it, mm -hmm. you know, and um, your resources, right? Yeah. So to me, I'm like, I'm not big with social media, but you got to ask yourself, you know, why post everything? That's right. Um, why 
why do that? I don't know. That's the, I've never done anything like that, right? You know, going live and and things like that. You know, so what what what's the purpose behind that? That's right. You know, are you That's promoting right. your brand? I don't think he was trying to promote his brand. You know, are you encouraging young people? That's not what I think he was trying to do. Like everything you do, like at least for me, everything I do, I gotta ask myself, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. What's the purpose behind this move? What's the objective behind you know, this purchase, right? right? You know, um, you know, my wife and I, we've had one vehicle for the longest time mm-hmm. since we got to Denver, right? It's yeah. been a hustle, yeah. you know, yeah. trying to get kids to school in Castle Rock, come to work in Denver, go back and yada, yada, yada. And um, I'm very picky when it comes to what I drive. Yeah. That's number one, <laughs> right? But also, um, I wanted to make sure, like my wife and I, when it comes to investing in something, you know, like buying a car, it's a necessity, especially for where we live in Parker. Right. Ain't no taxi, you know, like mm, no. like there, there is a train, but it's mad no. far from my house, no, right? Boonies, no bro. public transportation, <laughs> no public transportation or nothing. So, a car is a necessity. Mm-hmm. That's one. But the second thing is, every person has things they like to do, they like yeah. to buy, you know. But also being a father. Um, and a husband, I cannot just make any crazy purchase. Right. So I had to ask myself, what's the purpose buying buying this car? I need it, mm-hmm. right? And also, like, why buy this specific car? Mm-hmm. Is it, is it to you know satisfy my ego to show people mm-hmm. that I'm driving or anything like that? You know, so I, I, I don't get there with people. And then I had to make a decision where I'm like, look, um, interest rates crazy high. Right. You know, so thank God my wife and I we got in a position where we were able to purchase the car cash, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we don't want to deal with all that. That's right. You know, That's so right. every decision that I make, I try to ask myself, why? Why am I making this decision? Right. And then not only that, why are you making it? But how is that going to affect That's me in right. the future? That's right. How is that going to affect folks around me? If we only can pause to answer this question, these questions, why am I doing this? How is that affecting me in the future? And how is it going to affect people around me? Then we will not fumble our opportunities That's right. That's right. because there are so many examples around us. Mm-hmm. We can learn from them. I'm sitting here thinking about David. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we find ourselves doing silly things when we are not doing what we are supposed to be doing at yeah, that that's specific right. time. That's, right. that's why I love it when you talk about your schedule on a day-to-day basis. I wake up at this time, I do this, I do that. When you keep yourself going, mm-hmm. you have a calendar, you have a schedule to follow. You don't have any crazy time with that. Uh, let me see what's up. Let, let, me, let me see what I can get into. You know, Some crazy stuff and whatnot. We all need time to chill. I get yeah. it. We all need time to do these things, right? But at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. How is that going to affect me in the future? Mm-hmm. How is that affecting people that I love? Yeah, yeah. If you can answer these three questions, then do what you got to do. Yep. I think about yeah. that all the time, man. I sit back and, like, the perfect example. I struggle with with being on social media. I have a big following, somewhat big. It's doing, it's doing all good. But, like, but I know what I want to by do. By the way, by the way, I don't want you to think like I'm saying there's something evil with it. Oh no, oh no. It's just, no. It's no, just I'm me, going from taking my, my mindset. So Yeah, you know, there's so, there's there's a social media is important. Yeah, right? Works, you know, like 
I, I I have WhatsApp. I don't know if that's considered oh, yeah. social. Yeah, no, so not, that's that's how I stay in touch with yeah. some of my family, right? That's how I stay in touch. That's how with the them. people in the world communicate worldwide. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I talk to them. So I have that, yeah. but I just yeah. don't have the other things. <laughs> now, so look at like so. Uh, my engineering mentor, Mr. Prentice, when uh, you cannot call him, if you want to talk to Mr. Prentice, you have to get online on get on Facebook and contact his wife. Send her a message. She will relay that to him. And when his time allows, if he feels like it, he will respond through her. And then there you go. That's how you find him. But he is living a life to where Ferraris, Lambos, uh, two airplanes. I mean, he's doing really, really well. But he retired and he's chilling. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's like I love that idea of you sit back. Go make your money and just enjoy life in your family mm-hmm. without people being a year. Now, me, um, one of the biggest things, I, one of my main goals in life is to be public speaking. My father did it for years. I love it. I really, yeah. I mean, you know how much I talk. I love it. Yeah. But, and that's where my progression is going to. I love to write. So before I chose engineering as a child, I preferred to write. Mm-hmm. That's what I love to do. But I chose engineering because I was really good at math. And back in those days, you know, your father, your, my father asked me, okay, well, what do you want to do? Well, they always ask you, how much money can you make doing that? That way you can take care of yourself. Well, engineering at that time in the 90s was, mm-hmm. so you being an engineer, yeah, you're going to make some money. So I chose engineering. Mm-hmm. But I always used to love to sit down and write, and I was on newspaper staff, stuff like that. So my goal later on in life is to get to a point to where I can take my trading and do really well with that, my real estate, get all that stuff buttoned up. And the only thing I want to do is just write books about my life and everything I've experienced and do public speaking about it. Mm-hmm. And where, wherever I can do from my story to help other people, it may be one person. Like right now, I have a sex story with my buddy Justin. Like I sit back, man, and he, um, my cousin from church at home saw uh, somebody had put me online for some of one of the deals I did. And then he was like, man, I know you was doing that. <laughs> so, so Jared, Justin, and one of their other buddies, all three of them got me on the Zoom. Yeah, And I'm talking about mobile home business and everything else and how it worked out for me and how I run my business. And then Justin was serious about it. So we've built Justin's whole company. I mean, we said I'm brainstorming me and his brother and his wife. I'm talking about every single day for like two years, just working through everything. He's up in Michigan. Yeah. And his brother makes 50K a month. Wow. I mean, he's still, he's struggling. Right now he's at the point where he's struggling to, um, to leave corporate mm-hmm. he has a good job benefits everything else and he's at this point where he's like man i'm making so much money right now but i just because he's nigerian brother and i yeah, like it's the whole issue yeah, of yeah. of yeah. leaving that job that you worked mm-hmm. hard for is he's dealing with that right now mm-hmm. but he just talked to him last night and just doing i mean he's just doing really good so my whole thing is if what i do can do that for somebody else. And it it has. I mean, he sat back and now he's able to take care of his family, his extended family, and do what he got to do. So that's by itself. It's like, that's why you do it. You sit back and, like, you're doing what you're doing to influence somebody else, to give somebody, there's somebody out there who didn't know that if they in the military and they got a decent credit score, mm-hmm. they can get an LLC and walk in the Navy Federal and they give them fifty to hundred thousand dollars to run that business. Mm-hmm. If somebody out there who didn't know that he's a vet right now and he's struggling and he's never used a credit before, and he just don't know how he's gonna make it. That guy heard that message was like, I could do that. Yeah, 
You can yeah. sit back and start your LLC and make Colorado a dollar, but other states would be different. But under under $500, you could build your whole company out the right way and walk in the Navy Federal and use your military service. And these people will give you a business loan, lines of credit and credit cards to fund whatever you need to go do. And this man may be struggling, trying to struggle and make ends meet, feed his kids, whatever he got to do. And he doesn't know that he is within seven days away from getting $100,000. To do to execute on a real business that he really wants to do, he may just want to do a landscaping company and buy ten mowers and get three trucks and run around and see the cut yards. But he can't figure out how to do it because he don't have the information. So my goal in life is to be able to provide people with that because there's somebody out there who needs that little piece. So that's where it's going for me. But I struggle with the social media stuff because I don't feel like being on it. When I first got married, I got off of everything. <sighs> Cause I didn't want, cause I was, if y'all know, I was a very popular, handsome guy at Prairie View A and M University. I, I, I was, I was one of them fellas, you know what I mean? So when I got I'm married, to take away the temptation I'm from just, them ladies. Huh? I, I did not want, I did not want the possibility of some old fling or some girl, whatever, from college. To get on my social media, like, hey, sweetie, how you doing? In the South, everybody calls us sweetie and honeys and all this stuff. But I didn't want somebody I ain't talked to since 1997. They don't want to fumble your opportunity. That's right. That's right. I didn't want somebody popping up from 1998 and like, hey, how you doing? This, 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 and that. When you coming home, coming, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then your wife gets online. It's like, who is this? And that's drama. And you know you ain't talking to this person in 20 years, but somebody online who's cute or whatever it is, just now. Nah. So I got off social media. I got back on it when my daddy died for like seven days. Just notify everybody, hey, Mr. Gordon, his past funeral services will be X, Y, and Z. And then uh, once I started Five Hustles and everything else and got ready to run Facebook ads, they were like, well, in order to run these advertising programs, you have to be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I had to reactivate my profile, but it's squeaky clean, nothing on there. But that gets you back on social media. Mm-hmm. And then you got to do everything else. But then you realize, or to promote your bid, you kind of get on there and kind of go from there. So it works out. But I tell you, so many times I think about why do you post this or why are you doing that? And I think about, I run it through that filter every time. And I say, when you mentioned, I run it through that filter because if it's, if it's not based on what I'm trying, my ultimate goal, then why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, kind of going on from there. So, like I sit back and I'm going to get everything going now, bringing on more guests to talk about their business stuff. That way, other people can see an out. Yeah. Because once you've been in a situation where you are, you're back against the wall and it's tough. And as a father, I mean, that that drives me. As I sit back, man, I have a hard time. I guess the guy works, uh, my brother Frank. Frank, I know you're watching because Frank, <laughs> Frank watches this. Frank is my dude. So, me and Frank talk about stuff all the time. And he's 30 years old, young whippersnapper, young whippersnapper. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. So he, uh, but he's taking care of his kids. He's working hard. I mean, he is, he, this brother here is doing what he needs to do every single day, yeah. working day job, working night job, working everything to take care of his family. And, and he's a extended family and also set himself up to live the life that he wants to live for himself. Yeah. So the reason I do what I do every day is to sit back. There's a brother like that out there who just needs some information. Because he didn't know it existed. And you sit back and give a brother like that who actually will go put in the work. I mean, I gave him a tip the other day, 
And he didn't sit back and made like thirty five hundred bucks off of it. Just sit back, hey, I'm saving this hundred, saving this hundred, saving this hundred, yeah. and works out. A month later, he's like, yeah, man, I saved thirty two hundred bucks. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. That's good. So you give information to the right person, the same way how you give the right scripture to the right person, they're gonna run with it. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about finding honest seekers. You know, so you sit back, you can preach to a whole crowd of people, and it may be two people in there who who hungry for that message. They get that thing, and they went home that evening, and they put it, they put it into action. You know what I mean? And they sit back in a year later, like they come to you, like you know what? I might as well tell you that that sermon you preached at this day touched my heart and got me on it. And you're like, really? Like, yeah. They didn't even tell you about it. They just went to work. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's the same way how I sit back and realize if I can sit back and share some information with somebody who who will do something about it. For example, Randy Petty. He, he, he watches the podcast as well because he is working on some things for his family to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm always researching, learning new stuff, putting stuff in action, doing what I got to do. For example, my mobile home market here in Denver is much more tense and restrictive than, than uh, Justin's is up in Michigan. My average home price here was between sixty five to 85000 for a mobile home, which is crazy. In Michigan? What? No, here in, oh. in Denver. Like 65, like basic, the cheapest one out now, I sold one that was like 20, but normally it's between 65 and $85,000. Yeah, and Michigan, is crazy. Yeah, man. Michigan mobile homes are like 23,000, 25, wow. 30. I mean, a really nice one, 40. So it's a whole different market. Here, here, most of my clientele is all Latino. Now, the thing about Latino community is they work really, really hard. They papered up, they got money. Mm-hmm. But their paperwork, <laughs> the paperwork behind them ain't strong. Mm-hmm. They may, they they may get paid on the table cash. So they don't have the W twos to line up with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Michigan, you got mainly white people, so they got regular W two jobs. So their paperwork to get approved with twenty first mortgage is easy because yeah. they just submit their their pay stubs and they got they got the um, first you got the cheaper home price. They got real paperwork. It's easy to get them approved. Whereas mm-hmm. here, I got some. I met a guy, man. He made one hundred seventy thousand dollars last year. That's I was really like, good. but he was like, but he didn't have the paperwork mm-hmm. for the park to prove everything else. That part you is I mean? important. It was important. So it, it's different stuff. So sometimes that the stuff I deal with here, my business can't blow up the same way as Justin's can because his is in a different situation. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop me from learning. Market. That's right. It doesn't stop me from learning things to give to him so he can take off. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So our job is to sit back and, and to get this information and put out there. So that's why I do what I do is I sit back and one of these days to be able to just give information on a big scale to a bunch of people. And that's why we got the podcast and everything else we're doing is because of that. Mm-hmm. Now, we started the Motivation Mondays because it's another aspect of that. It's yeah. the mental side and the, the discipline execution side that men need to understand of how to live. And do what you got to do. And that's kind of what's going on from there. So I sit back and think about that. So every time I'm looking at a situation with a decision, I think about how is this really going to work out? What is the real purpose of that? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, is it really necessary? Yeah, man, I mean, I walk through it that way. And when you do it that way, you're looking through it through the right frame. You're yes, not sir. doing it for the wrong reasons, you know? Yes, sir. You know, having, staying motivated, that's, that's very important in life. You know, there are times when uh, you're going to lose your motivation. That's mm-hmm. why we keep talking about it. Having the right people around you, is, uh, that's um, that's very important, yeah. you know. But I I appreciate you talking about how you're passing on information, you know, that you've learned and 
and things like that, you know, and understanding that, <clears throat> you know, um, just as much as you want to be successful, um, you want you want to help somebody else be right. successful, you know. So the sense of community that's mm-hmm. very that's very good, and to me that that's that's motivation. The idea that I can help somebody, yep. you know, get there. I can help somebody uh, with whatever is going on, mm-hmm. you know. So that's um, that's good motivation to me, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so yeah, like I want, I want, I want, I want to go back to this whole thing about opportunity, right? Fumbling that opportunity. You know, we mentioned having the right mindset. We talk about, uh, wise counsel, Mm -hmm. which involves having the right, the right people around you. Right. And also, uh, the resources that you have to help you maintaining that opportunity. Um, the resource can be social media or other thing, Right. Um, I, I just want to ask you this, right? So what do you think um, about people out there uh, who are seeking to get into the regular nine to five, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yet uh, there are many other things, like there are many different opportunities out there. Um, if someone were to come to you and ask you which opportunity is going to help them be more successful, you know, like how would you guide this person? Mm-hmm. Um, get a regular job, uh, do network marketing, go into trading. Um, you know, like how how would you guide this person? Because yeah. there's, there's so many things out there, and the reason why I'm asking yeah. is just so, just so you know, there's there's somebody I'm, I'm trying to guide. Yep. You know, yep. that yep. person. Doesn't want to do the nine to five, yep. um, which a lot of Americans are doing. Um, yep. uh, but there are those other opportunities that I feel like require more discipline, mm-hmm. you know, than the regular nine to five. Yep. You know, so uh, especially if you, it's different. Know, what what, what do you different. think? About that? So when it looks at so uh, for, uh, first thing you have to do is take um, take uh, inventory of the person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like my ex-wife is not a entrepreneur. Um, the business that she runs that I set up for her could explode if she was, mm-hmm. but that's not her mindset. Her mindset was she preferred to kind of go to work every day and kind of just follow the schedule that mm-hmm. the job gave, kind of go from there. Then she would do things on the side to run her business. Like I really run it, but just make money in that avenue. Yeah. Whereas me being an entrepreneur, like, man, if you just did X, Y, and Z, you would, like, blow up. Mm-hmm. I mean, but everyone is not built like that. Yeah. So you have to understand what's going on and how people want to operate. It also deals with family dynamics as well, too. So let's say if, um, for example, I am the leader of my family. It is just me. And I have to take care of my daughter or my mother and then provide secondary support for my three cousins. Because they're all going to be 24 and 21, right? Doing their own so thing. They're doing their own thing, but yeah. it's the same that they have no no backup. So if something mm-hmm. falls apart in life, i got to make sure that I'm good to where they can come lean on me. They come live in my house, what they got to do, wherever going, or go to my mother's house in Texas, go closer mm-hmm. to them there. So you have to understand everybody's situation and know who you're dealing with, their personal discipline, aptitude for whatever situation they have going on, right? So me personally, if let's say if I was to meet someone who was like me, right, um, I would tell them the easiest way to really grow 
is to get you a nine to five. And the reason I say that is if you are an independent person by yourself, by yourself, mm-hmm. then a nine to five gives you that basic layer of stability. Because as an entrepreneur, it's up and down. Even as a real estate, you could be a real estate agent in a, in a great market like Denver. You may sell three houses in January, mm-hmm. but February and March, you might sell nothing. Yeah. So you have to understand how to take that money from January and spread it out. Mm-hmm. But be calm. And still keep working on your same process and still making those calls, everything you're supposed to be doing, yeah. because that is what brings, that's what brings the deals to you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But some people get to the point where they get some money up front, and that was my issue. So, perfect example, when trading was going fantastic for me, I'm not doing my real estate stuff. I'm not <laughs> sitting back. I'm not calling. I'm not, I'm chilling. Yeah. Because in the end, like, man, I made this money trading. Okay, well, I know I'm supposed to call those 10 people today, but, man, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And that, that will happen. So I trade first thing in the morning, so it would mess the rest of my day up. So I got to the point to where I quit trading. Mm-hmm. I would just, I say, you know what, I'm going to chill out until I get this level of real estate lined up, then I get back into my trading. Yeah. But my gift is trading. Trading yeah. is number one for me. That's good. And then That's real good. estate is what you do with trading money. You yeah. see what I'm saying? kind of going on from there. So I think about that. So what I tell people like for me personally right now, having my nine to five is great because my job gives me great benefits. Um, I make a monster salary and it's nice and chill. I sit back and the work that I do every day. Stability and security is important. That's right. And I like what you said about taking an inventory of that person. You know, um, I was thinking about how I've heard, well, so many people have said that, you can be successful in whatever you yes. do. You know, now I, I don't disagree with that statement, right? But in my head, I'm like, there are certain things you can be successful at. Mm-hmm. I may not be successful doing the same thing, you know? So that's why taking an inventory, mm-hmm. like you said, is important. Right. Knowing who you are, what are your core strengths, what yep. are you comfortable with, you know, and um, uh, there are certain things. It's just, you know, they are successful vocation, you know, and, and, and you can um, become successful if you choose to do this X, Y, and Z, but it just may not be the right yeah, thing. You got a calling, you, you know, everybody has a calling. And I mean, we sit back and like, bro, we sit back and like, perfect example. I, um, I was never big into public speaking. Mm-hmm. I, you know, most people are terrified of that. And then I in it, went to Prairie View freshman years, took a speech. And speech class, of course, they make you get up front, but it was a required part of that mm-hmm. major was speech, right? Got in there, and uh, people don't know, but back in the 90s, there were 13 girls for every one guy. It was wow. crazy. It was crazy. That's not a bad place to not be. Not a bad bro. place. And for, I'm going to, I mean, for, Houston. For, for a single man. That's right. Not, that's not right. For me. That's right. <laughs> I'm living in, uh, this is outside of Houston. So you had all the all the Houston folks, Louisiana folks. Uh, I'm from North Texas. I had never seen girls like that before. Wow, Green eye. I'd never bro. seen that stuff. I like it hadn't. <laughs> so the guy get get up in front of class to talk, and never forget Gwen was in there, and I was like, that was by far the prettiest woman I ever seen in my life. And she was <laughs> she was that girl, and I never forget. I was all nervous. She said, "You can do it." I sat back, and this sister was like, "Hey." You can do it. I jumped in front of that class, and I gave my speech about how to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich, right? It was, it was all simple. Were, everything was 
the speeches had to be what? real simple, like how to tie your shoe. It was mm-hmm. real simple. But you go through the points of laying out your what your objective is yeah. and go through your three points and everything else. But she motivated me to do like you can do it. And got up to her and did that and I realized like, okay, that wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. And then once you I think also I think once you get to the stage in life to where you learn things and you're comfortable talking about what you're talking about, you can really get out there and kind of go for it, right? So mm-hmm. that what I really learned, like, I can talk. And all you got to do is, is cultivate something that you're good at and just talk about your life and what you mm-hmm. do. And then I kind of learned that from my dad was that my father was, he got into speaking about things he was good at. And that's what you do. You can't just be out here running your mouth about stuff you don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about what you yeah. do every day, then you can just talk. You don't even need a script. You can sit back and just just flow off of what you're really going. Now, that's great when you get trained as a speaker. You know how to put your points together and really do mm-hmm. things going on from there. But, but some people do not like speaking, and they don't want to be trained on how mm-hmm. to speak. Nothing. You know what I mean? Kind of going off. Right? You, always say, right, you can get up there. You can do it because we do it every week. <laughs> I mean, but people who don't, uh, it's it different it for them. That so easy for That's right. So I tell people, like, for example, I made a podcast a couple of weeks ago about um, design your life according to your investments, according to your lifestyle, right? So, oh perfect example is like I wouldn't want to have a thousand rental units, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if I built a company that managed those, yes. But my ideal life, and I ask people this all the time. This is a great dating question for guys you want to ask. You ask a woman like, "What does her ideal life look like? What does her ideal day look like?" Um, being is that. If you had, if I gave you $100 million right now, and let's say you had already bought, you had already raised your life, so you already got your houses, your cars, everybody in your family's good, everything's great. Yeah. What would your daily life look like? What would you do every day if you had no restrictions on what you could do? And when you, oh, wow. and you think about that, you, see, you ask people that, it makes them think. Yeah. My ideal life would be I'd love to it. wake up, wake up, Doing, so almost doing what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm waking up in the morning. I'm working out. I'm trading. I'm spending time with my daughter, taking her to school. And then after that, it's kind of free. And then yeah. I, I go to the office three days a week. But I, I'm kind of at that stage now. Like, yes, I do. The next part is I love to be sitting back and traveling, going to do speaking engagements, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, And then spend a lot more time in the woods. But I'm pretty close. Mm-hmm. So that's what you have to look at is you ask people, what's your ideal life look like? And whatever that is for that person, that's what they should work towards. Mm-hmm. If you are, if your ideal life is public speaking and doing that kind of thing and, and traveling like that, then don't take paths that take you away from that. Mm-hmm. You say, oh, I'm just going to do this for a little bit, and then I'm going to get back on that. No. Yeah. Figure out, stay on that path and do whatever you need to do that's going to open that door for that path. Yeah. And that's what I show people to do. But, like, so having a nine to five and stability is very important. Now, if in a family structure, let's say you're dealing with hubs and wife stuff, husband's working, he's taking care of the house. Or if, no matter what she does, if it falls apart, they still going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That's a different mode. Because now she has the freedom. And that's honestly what most husbands, that's what our goal was. My, I, always told, I always tell my ex-wife, I don't care what you do. You can be a gardener, whatever it is. My job is to make sure you have the resources and the freedom to go for your passion. Yeah. And the same thing I want to do with my daughter. It's the same. We, we want to be facilitators of their dream. So our job is to kick butt, take names, and take her <laughs> to the house. So now, whatever, they have the freedom to sit back and cultivate and grow. Yeah, you know I man, kind of go from there on that. So you sit back and when you find somebody that's in that mode, then you should really talk to them like, okay, what is your flow? 
do you like talking to people on the phone? There's some people, bro, who are natural salesmen. I did telemarketing for years, and I hate being on the phone. Mm -hmm. I hate it. But there's some people who. That wouldn't be me either. Yeah. There's some people, bro, who get on those phones, and they magic. I mean, they are absolutely magic. So if somebody like that. They can get them. You can. They can put them in a sales type of position. They gonna kill it. They gonna yeah. kill it. Whereas and they'll sit back, especially if they they can be on the phones. They know their product and they're somewhat pushing. Ain't no sales tactics. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are gonna dominate. Whereas if they sit back and the same kind of person who you put them with the tech side of things, mm-hmm. and they got to work on the website design, all this kind of stuff. They hate it. They want to just pay somebody <laughs> to do that for them and kind of go from there. So you got to yeah, figure out. Now, me personally, I'm, I'm that guy. I love being behind the scenes you know, like, and making. For example, I, I don't like filing my own taxes. <laughs> I, I always prefer paying somebody to do it for me, you know. And I know there's a lot of people. It's just, I just not me. That's just not yeah. my thing, right? Yeah. You know, but but I, I appreciate what you said. You know, it's very important to sort of, like, know who we are, Um what our skill sets, you know, what, what kind of skills do we have? Mm-hmm. But also, what is it that you're trying to accomplish in life, That's right. Right? That's right? What are you trying to accomplish in life? Whatever opportunity you present, you're being presented, um, what is it that you're trying to accomplish in life? Mm-hmm. You know, so to go back to this whole John Morant situation, you know, I'm not him, I'm not in his shoes and all of that. You know, that's that, that's the thing. What are you trying to accomplish? Yep. You know, like, you know some dudes in the league like, it was like, okay, my goal is to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, right. I'm going to be the best. I, I want to w- win five championships. And I know Ja has mm-hmm. a lot of those dreams, right? You know, but now that you know what you're trying to accomplish, how are you going to get there? That's right. What are the things you're willing to do and sacrifice to get there? Yep, yep. Because sometimes, this is going to sound hard for anybody listening. You know, I, I, I'm saying this with all love. Sometimes... To accomplish your dreams, you may have to let some people go in your life. Oh, yeah. That's mandatory. Not, not That's... everybody can handle your dream. No. Nah. You know, nope. and sometimes to accomplish that, you may have to let some people go. That's right. You I made so, that post two days ago, bro. Like, it's, yeah. it, that's mandatory. Like, yeah. there is, it is very rare in life when people grow with you mm-hmm. through all your phases in life. You see what I'm saying? Very, yeah. very rare. I have been very blessed. That my freshman year at Prairie Prairie, I met Clifton O'Neill, bro, and I met Noah Rattler. Mm-hmm. Those two men have been with me since 1996. Yeah. All the way through. We talk, I mean, me and bro talk on a daily basis. Me and Noah's like maybe every two weeks. Depends on what's going on right now. I found a whole bunch of... Uh, a whole bunch of uh, cool stuff about growing plants and everything else. So we're all talking about that kind of stuff. He's phenomenal. You at, try to grow plants in your backyard? No, I mean, like, uh, it's uh, when I build a cabin, I want to be able to do it indoors. Oh, now, okay. he has a degree in physics and engineering, but has never worked in the field ever. His whole purpose in life is to help people in yeah. life. So he has learned how to be a farmer. He's traveled the world, learning different farming techniques. So we talk about that kind of stuff. All the time. So when I build me a cabin, I want to be able to kind of grow, grow. And so mm-hmm. it's real cool park where they, it's a tower where yeah. you can grow vegetables in the tower and then you UV lights to kind of give the, the sunlight behind it. So it's really cool stuff. But I've been blessed. I have those two men with me. And as I grow, they grow and they are supportive. You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. 
it's different when you got when you having success in your life. People are like, oh man, blah blah blah. Now these two brothers, I mean, they the perfect example. They were in my wedding. Like that's that they my mm-hmm. guys. Like you said back in my family uh, at the wedding, my mother got sick, so she's in the hospital and they couldn't get home. Uh, they couldn't get my cousins home, so Noah drove. He ran the van, so canceled his flight, ran the van, and drove my cousins from here all the way back to Wichita Falls, dropped them off, and he kept going to Houston. Just to make you know, that's a really long job, just to make him my brother, made that make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And bro has been with me. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, so those guys sit back and they grow with you. But I have tons of other people who were were in my life mm-hmm. who no, they're not meant for that. There's some yeah. people are around just for a season. True. And I think we have to get <laughs> you gotta get to the point to where you realize, like, true. you know what, bro, I love you, man. You good people. You know what I mean? But where I'm going in my life, you can't go with me. You gotta oh, watch I, I, I'm silence. glad you said that. Since we started talking about this John Moran thing, if you were giving him some counsel, mm-hmm. would you say the same thing you just yep. said yep. about hey, because where the you're people, going, you cannot just take right. anybody with you. Because the people that's in that car with him, yeah. on that phone with him, do not love him. And the reason I say that's because people who truly care about you. And that after the first time, at the first time was all like the first time could have been all of them, all of their awakening, right? Mm-hmm. They realized, oh man, we can't do that, bro. Yeah, you went, you bro went through all this trouble, man. He got suspended. My partner mm-hmm. got suspended because of stuff we was doing, right? And lost six hundred thousand. You know what I mean? Like man. So now, if you really his boy, mm-hmm. your number one job is to look out for him. Yeah. That's it. We somewhere sitting back and like, man, it's it's so many times in league you hear about. Like, I'm one of my favorite, one of my favorite Jay Z lines. And people know I'm I'm, I'm I am Jay Z to the core. Now, please don't tell, to me. The don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't say Jay Z is the best rapper. He is. I, you know what? You know what? You're, you're about to make me walk I'm, out of I'm, here. You, bro. Yeah, I'm, telling, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Right, we, we'll that talk one, about. We'll talk Sean, about that Mr. another Sean time. Carter, Mr. Sean Carter, Mr. Hey, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that all day. But you know, man, he, um, this, this guy right here, but he had LeBron the best ever, Jay Z the best ever. He's I'm just good. telling you. He's good. But let, yeah, let, let me yeah. let me circle back. No, let me finish, let me finish the last piece. Yeah. I'll tell you what. So on that, think about that is that, um, what was I going to say? Oh, that yeah. So the, Jay-Z, yeah. they, they, they uh, Jay-Z had a line that said, um, he says, uh, it was funny. He says, uh, he says, next time we get into it, he says, I ain't going to do nothing. And then his buddy said, I'm going to shoot you. What I meant by that is that his crew knew that he was that guy. And their job was to make sure he was good and taken care of. Yeah. When you are you are that guy, you are you apparently like example. He's making sure his boys are good. I guarantee he is. They ride in a nice car because of him. Everything else going yeah. on, you gotta realize. No man, we ain't, we can't do that. Child, we gotta get out of here, bro. We gotta go. Mm-hmm. We gotta go right now. For example, yeah. some girl out here, she's trying to set them all up. Everything. No, I say, man, listen, that ain't the one, bro. We gotta go. Gotta go right now, these boy. We gotta go, dog. You need, and you, you got you need somebody people. who yeah. is on your team who says, you know what? I love you, man, but we gotta roll. That yeah. ain't that ain't for us. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And if he if the people around him are not cut like that, he gotta realize, like, man, hold on. You left me out there stuck. And that is different. I'll tell you what. So, like, perfect example, uh, me and me and bro, we, I mean, we were young back in the days, we were some very popular guys at Prairie View. Mm-hmm. And I made some mistakes in my life, 
And I'll never forget this. We were like, it was almost 10 years later. He came to me one day, he says, man, I just want to apologize to you, man, because cause I should have pulled you out of that situation. Yeah. I said, man, I'm a, I'm a grown man. And I said, it wasn't your fault that I was doing all the stuff I was doing. Yeah. He said, no. He said, but I was your boy. Mm-hmm. And my job was to make sure you wasn't doing none of that. He said, now, I, he said, I was too busy doing my own thing as well and kind of getting jammed up. And I appreciate that because in the end, like, it's still my responsibility. Mm-hmm. But he, when we got to be men, he realized, like, man, you know what? Part of my role is to make sure my boys are good. Yeah. And we keep each other, we keep each other lined up straight. You know what I mean? At the same time, we, and we stay, I mean, we were good on so much stuff. But it's just that as we, as you get older, hindsight mm-hmm. on so many things, like, it being able to step up to your boy and say, hey, you know what? That's foul. And it take it takes a different level of courage and life experience of what to kind of get through that. And that may be what Josh's going through because he's a young man. He's a very young man. I, th- I don't think he might be 22, 20. I mean, he may be a very young fella. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? He's in his 20s, that's yeah. for sure. You know? And it takes it takes him having counsel, whereas, like, daddy or somebody, somebody in the league who's like, hey, bro, and I guarantee you right now there's people reaching out to him right now trying to get him that what he needs from this. I'm pretty sure the young man's going to be fine. He's going to be all right. I hope, I hope so. You know, yeah. there are a lot of young men looking yeah. up to him, you know, and, man, I love to see people, like, with his story make it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I, I, I applaud that from afar, you know yeah. what I'm saying, just knowing where he came from, you know. <clears throat> but what I was going to say is that do you think sometimes, especially in our community, you understand what I'm saying? Like, uh, when one of us make it, we we want to like we don't want to we don't want to look like a sellout yep. you know like we yep. we you know like we don't want to look like we are abandoning the hood you know like mm-hmm. we, it, i i don't know how to maneuver that world you know that's his world yeah. you know but for yep. me like i have friends back home um who you know reach out and but I know who I am. It's not like I don't want certain people in my circle, but I also know, like, hey, if you're going to be around me, um, there are certain things you just can't do mm-hmm. around me, mm-hmm. you know? And to the point where, you know, being a man of God and to the point where um, some of my old friends, like, they just won't even call me mm-hmm. to, to go hang out, do certain things, mm-hmm. you know, because they just know. That's right. You know, so the last thing I'll say is, no matter where you're going in life, no matter what you're trying to accomplish, whatever opportunity you've been presented, God is blessing you with. If you don't want to fumble that opportunity, listen to this, you need to have some boundaries. That's right. That's right. got to have some boundaries and make sure people respecting those boundaries. That's right. You know, and, and some people may think, you know, whatever they want to think, you know. So you got to have some boundaries. Boundaries yeah. are healthy oh, to yeah. have in relationships. They are healthy to have in life, period. Yeah. You know, there, there's someone who said something to me. I struggle with that, you know, because of my Christian faith. And that person said, not everyone can have access to you at all times. That's correct. That's you true. know, and, and I'm like, oh. Like someone I know, I want them to have access to me. It's like, yeah, but based on what they are doing, that's right. You know, based based on their understanding of your lifestyle and your situation, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't want people to have access to you all the time, that's where right. they're gonna come and mess things up for you, you know, right. or whatever it is. So, you know, I I I 
I've been thinking about that a lot. That's right. Um, there are certain opportunities you have. If you don't want to fumble them, you got to have some boundaries. Oh, yeah. You got to. Yeah, bro, I'm big. I'm, I'm big things. on that. I really, you know, I told you I live a real disciplined and kind of. Some people say I'm crazy with how I operate sometimes, but I'm, so I'm trying to accomplish some really remarkable things. But I am very big on that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, no, you. Mm, now, if you aren't. Uh, my circle is very, very, very small. Literally here in Denver, I deal with you and I deal with Will, and then my neighbor two doors down. Mm-hmm. And I said, I mean, I got some guys at the job I hang out with, but other than that, no. I'm in my I'm in my bubble and I'm executing what I need to execute on. Mm-hmm. And then like um then my family, my cousin Jerry, that's my buddy. We sit back all the time, and then Noah and Bro. And that is pretty much oh, of course I cannot forget Don. That's that's yeah, that's my buddy. So that's like, mm-hmm. but that's my circle. Yeah. We are all mentally on the same wavelength in the same path. You see what I'm saying? So that's how I operate. I sit back. I don't know because in the end, like, I have my boundaries. I operate how I operate. And so many times, if you do allow other people to get next to you, they will roll off. They always tell you, you are the culmination of the five people you're around. You see what I'm saying? That's what we look at. So I'm going to sit back. I love being around Will because Will is a very compassionate person. You think about all the... All too the compassionate, sometimes. yeah. All the stuff he's had, oh, yeah, that too. But yeah. all the, I mean, all the dinners that he has at his house, and every time he brings people, he's just bringing people by. He's that kind he's of showing dude. love. Him and his wife show love to people. His mother and his father, yeah, that boy, whole family is money. It's real. Like his yeah, mama is real. legit. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, their whole family is money. And when you see somebody who a whole family's like that. Yeah, that's how it yeah. goes. And Will was telling me, man, there's a brother named Donnie. Hope we can get him. Hope we can get him. Hope we can get him. <laughs> and as soon as you got he's like, he's here. Like, if Will is that excited about you, then I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like that's he vouched for you yeah. off the cuff. And yeah. then as soon as we met him, I'm like, yeah, he's money. You know what I mean? Going on from there. But, like, you sit back and it's people who you, you really, you have to. And I have been there so many times in my life and I have seen the downfalls of being involved with the wrong people, having the wrong people around you. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily that they are doing bad things. It's just that the life they live doesn't mesh with your life because of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. I help people. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I solve problems. As an engineer, we solve problems. Yeah. Now, if you're the wrong around the wrong people who always have problems, mm-hmm. what is your natural inclination to do? Try to solve, solve their problems. Yeah. But that takes you off of your path. Your path is supposed to be doing this. But you see somebody has a problem, and you're like, man, if they just do this, 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 and this, they fix that. And the other friend has this mm-hmm. problem. So you spend all day fixing everybody else's problems that they can fix on their own or that they may be causing, and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I tell people all the time, the Lord gives you 100% energy to use. Now, if you are using 50% of your energy on other people's stuff and distractions, mm-hmm. that means you're only pushing with this arm. Yeah. Whereas if you get tightened up, now you're pushing with both arms, you can really get somewhere. You cannot lift that bar with one arm. You need both arms to push it up. But if you sit back and using one arm to hold off somebody over here, you can't lift. Mm-hmm. You can't lift. And so that's why I look at my life is that, I really cultivate my circle. I stay focused with that. And then you learn how to delegate things. You see what I'm saying? You sit back and you want to be involved in this and that. Okay, that time will come when you when you execute on this mission. Once you get your life to where it needs to be at and you're living a certain life, now you can spend more time helping more people because you got your stuff done. 
Yeah. Your stuff is done on autopilot. Your kids are good. Everybody's good. So I think about that with life, and we'll wrap this up because we're going for a little bit now. But I think about um, Jah has to get a situation to where get some people around him who truly care about him and love him. Mm-hmm. And I think the same time too, that's what we need to do as men is have people around you who truly care about your well-being. I can tell you, Tom, you text me like, man, how you doing, bro? That means the world to me because people don't check on people. And when people do, <laughs> that's how you know somebody looking out for you. Like, hey, man, I'm yeah. just concerned what's going on with you. Make sure you're good. I ain't seen you in two weeks. What's going on? I had to go see my mom over here in Texas, and I went over here, this and that. Well, make sure you're good. Mother's Day, I take, I showed my mom in the text. She said, she just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> remember when y'all met when you met when she was here in town she, yeah, she just yeah, laughed yeah. behind Man, that she's like mom. yeah she's a sweet woman yeah but you think about that like it's is it, as men we have people around us who care about us enough to do to love us give us guidance but also correct us when we are wrong yeah and yeah, i think that's, that's what keeps that us is big from fumbling our opportunities yeah if you sit back and you got a situation going on and you about to fumble it you got a boy who's a hey i see that you're doing that's you gonna fumble, yeah. And we can't do that. We can't you know, do that. I think his friends, in their minds, they believe they care about him. Yeah, you know, and that's why. Um, I remember I was preaching a sermon. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll preach that sermon at university one day. Um, the kind of people you need around you. Yeah. That was the series, right? Yes. And we all need somebody um, who's going to keep us straight every now and then. You know, we need, uh, we need someone to rebuke us. Yes. No matter where you are in life, the higher up you go, the more successful you are, the more you need somebody to keep you in check. That's because right. that's, that's, right. the, that's the time when you may not want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, that's the time when you feel like I'm good. I don't need your advice. Every person needs advice. That's right. You know, um, this story about David mm-hmm. in the Bible, God used Nathan to go and tell him what he did to that man's wife was just wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. like understand David's a king, bro. Yeah. Yes. You know, like he, he, he's up there, yeah. right? He's like, he's a king. He, 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 he may be thinking, I'm going to do whatever I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and which is what he did, yep. right? And God sent somebody, no matter how far up you go, no matter how successful you are, you all need, we all need somebody to rebuke us. That's right. Somebody to keep us in line. That's right. Because that brother, <laughs> he almost fumbled that opportunity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, we can, we can, we have to be careful. That's right. You know, we need someone to encourage us. We need someone to support us. We need somebody to hold us accountable. That's right. So, That's right. But yeah, man, you know, I, I really enjoy this one. Yeah, it was good stuff. Thank you guys, man. We sit back and try to do our thing on the Five Hosts Podcast and talk about issues that's going on in the world, but also same type of things that can help motivate men mm-hmm. and kind of get you on the path you need to be on. At the same time, too, um, with the Five Hosts Podcast, I help people learn how to day trade, also how to do real estate as well. So if you're interested in learning how to do that, Two courses available. Go to fivehustles.com and check both of those out. I think you really enjoy them. I really show you everything you need to know as well, kind of going on from there. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and like the video. We don't do this for free. We do it to help everybody else. That's the cost we have is yes, that we sir. sit back and we do this to help everybody else. So, man, please 
Um, subscribe, please follow us, kind of going on from there. Same thing on social media. I'm preach.gordon on Instagram. Hit me up on there as well. If you're if you're listening to this and watching on Spotify and Apple, give us a follow, give us some stars kind of going on from there. But I want you to do three things for me. I want you to like this podcast, follow it, and share it with your friends. Go hustle.